Welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast channel, working with communities, staff and partners to provide positive outcomes. Hello and welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast. My name is Martin Webster. I'm the Workforce Development Manager and I'm joined today by Andrew and Jim from the Community Safety Team. Um, we're going to be talking about Darlington and safety in Darlington Town Centre and I'll let Andrew introduce himself first. Hi Martin, I'm Andrew Allison. I'm the Darlington Council Community Resilience Officer. Brilliant, thanks Andrew and Jim. Hello there Martin, uh, my name is Jim Gallagher. I'm the Assistant Project Officer and I work in the Community Safety Team with Andrew Allison. Fantastic. Okay, so first question is going to be to Andrew, and it's going to be around um, Darlington and and what we've been doing, I I guess, across the board for uh, the town centre. So first part is, what kind of work is happening to make Darlington an even safer place to live, Andrew? Cheers, Martin. And it's a good point to make that it's an even safer place because we're not trying to make it safe, we're trying to make it safer. few year but we we got a successful bid for 450,000 as part of safer streets which is like a national project and we were able to use that money in quite a few ways uh, based around the town center so for example um after COVID, a lot of people would have noticed that there was a, a lack of taxis in the town centre at night, and that was causing some issues. So we ended up investing, and we now get taxi marshals on Friday, Saturday nights, to improve how the taxis are operating and to improve the the feeling of safety in around those areas. Um, it was highlighted on some of the surveys that people weren't happy with the, uh, the the standard of lighting within certain areas, particularly, again, around uh, areas where taxi ranks were situated. So we improved lighting in two or three areas, uh, I think five areas maybe is in the town centre. In terms of the training of door staff, SIA staff, on the pubs and uh, doors and the clubs, restaurants, that type of thing, they've received enhanced training trying to recognise when situations are developing a little bit earlier so they can take some action, particularly in relation to violence against uh, women. So that was rolled out. We also recognise that if something does happen in the town centre, the police response is based on kind of what their response is right across Dalton, not just in the town centre. And that can obviously cause delays if you're in the town centre and waiting for something to happen, uh, waiting for an attendance and something else is happening in the town and the police are attending that. So what we now have is a dedicated police attendance within the town centre for the nighttime economy, which is really useful. Um, and because the SIA door staff know about that, it's making the response times and the information they're giving to the police uh, much more timely, much more accurate. So that's really working out well. The other thing we're, I guess we're developing is um, more of a training package for staff around the nighttime economy, not just the nighttime economy, but mainly the nighttime economy. Um, male members of staff right across the board, councils, police, other organisations, we're rolling it out this year. And it's basically how do you support women in the nighttime economy or in other places if you feel they're being threatened or harassed? It's not about taking over, it's not about you know taking charge of the situation. It's about how do you support that person because you can't just jump in the same way in every situation you've got to be supporting them rather than trying to take over so that's some of the things um and a lot of that came from the purple flag award we got in 2019 and basically in there 
it talks about safety in the nighttime economy. And once you've achieved that award, you then go back and you look and think, right, well, we've we've done that. How can we improve for the next award? So we started to focus on safety, and that's why we got that bid for 450k. Um, and that all came out of that Purple Flag Award, which, again, we, we've got, we've had for three years, and we're putting it again for this year. And I would like to think we'll get it again. Sounds brilliant. I mean, there's so many kind of initiatives that are that are going on there. What is the Purple Flag Award, Andrew? What does it kind of what does it mean, and and what does it mean for for Darlington Town Centre? The easiest way to describe it to anybody is it's um, it's like a blue flag award for a beach. So most people are familiar now when they talk about beaches that if you've got a blue flag, it's got a level of cleanliness, it's got a level of safety, that type of thing, but, but particularly cleanliness. The Purple Flag Award looks at right across the board. It's not just about safety in the nighttime economy. And by the nighttime economy, we mean pubs, clubs, theatres, restaurants, anywhere kind of post five o'clock. So what we look at in Purple Flag would be, have you got anything other than just pubs or clubs to do in the nighttime Yes, we've got the Dolphin Centre, we've got bowling lanes, we've got a good range of restaurants, we've got a hippodrome. Okay, what standard are they at? Yes, they're all safe, they're all accessible, or most of them are accessible, not all, most of them are accessible. Uh, do you have CCT coverage in terms of your safety? What's the police response? But it also looks like, it, it also looks at um, kind of what that offer is. So it's a range of restaurants, not just it sounds daft, but not just all Italian restaurants, not all kebab shops. It's it's kind of what what range have you got in terms of all your nighttime economy offer? Is there anything there for what you would call the older generation? Not just your kind of 18 to 30s. And what about teenagers? Is there anything for them to do? So it's a whole range of stuff. And if um, and it's quite a big submission as well. You've got to do a lot of work in there. And you've got to provide your crime figures, all sorts of stuff. And if you do meet that threshold, then you get the purple flag, which people will see in some of the windows around the uh, the town. As you look, particularly in the restaurants and pubs, we've got the purple flag award. So that's kind of what it covers. Great. And, and you mentioned um, a number of different partners across the board. Um, how is multi-agency working impacting on the issues that you've mentioned? Well, the thing is, Darton's quite a, a small town centre, but there's so many people have got a finger in the pie, if you like, that if the police just did this, it wouldn't work. If the council just did this, it wouldn't work because you'd always have another issue popping up. It's like that game that I can't remember the name of where you, you bash one down the hall and another one pops up. So if the police deal with something, it, it pops up somewhere else because nobody else is involved. So we have, uh, we've got the council, obviously me and Jim, we've got the police involved. We've got uh, health services. We've got a company called MediSafe who work at a number 40, which Jim's going to talk about. What you've also got is the license and trade on board. We've got shops on board. Um, we've got people who run the hotels in the town are on board. People who run the theatres, all of those people come together in, like you said, the multi-agency so that when an issue is discussed as part of the purple flag discussion or as part of the discussion around uh, safety in the nighttime economy, it's not just the police trying to deal with it. It's other people saying, well, how about if I did this? How about if we did that? What about if we launched this campaign? Um, and again, one of the campaigns uh, is trying to deter violence and aggression against women and girls. That's been pushed out right across the board. You see it on bus stops. You hear it on um, in adverts on Xbox uh, games, all that kind of stuff. So it's on social media. That's not just the police. That's all the agencies working together to get that out there. 
that's just so important, isn't it? When you've got all of these organizations working really closely together, you tend to get kind of the communications right. People are looking at the same sort of outcomes rather than working in silos and you just tend to get much better outcomes. That's brilliant. Okay, I'll move on to Jim then, if that's okay. So, yep, Jim, Jim Dalton's done some really great things in terms of making the town centre that safer place to be. And um, we keep on hearing about number 40. Can you tell us a bit about what number 40 is and what it offers? Yeah, number 40 is uh, effectively a safe space for people who are vulnerable uh, during the nighttime economy. Um, the emphasis is on against uh, violence against women and girls, but uh, no no one, but no one at all would ever be turned away if they went to number 40 for uh, any sort of assistance or help. Uh, the best way to describe the location of number 40 is beside Taylor's Pie Shop. So if you don't know where number 40 is, then everybody knows where Taylor's Pie Shop is in Skinnergate. The opening times are currently 9pm till 3am Friday and Saturday evenings. Um, there is a, a chance that they may be extended at some time in the future, but a lot of that's to do with uh, staffing. Fortunately, we have had a very good response for volunteers, and we currently have 27 volunteers who uh, work those what could be quite easily described as unsociable hours of 9pm or 3am, Friday and Saturday evenings, giving up their, their weekends to assist and help other people who find themselves maybe in distress or needing some sort of assistance. Apart from the volunteers, there's also some what we call SIA staff. Um, other people might refer to them as like sort of doormen. You see them on the, on the pubs. We have we have uh, staff there for security of both our volunteers and people who attend. We've got the support, a dedicated support of police, and we also have direct links to the CCTV, which in Darlington is 24/7, which is very good. Um, what we uh, also supply is if somebody comes in, we have things such as water, um, flip-flops, blankets. There's a facility to charge mobile phones because quite often we find that people have uh, run out of charge on the, on the mobile phones. That's quite common. Um, as I say, we've got direct links to the police and CCTV. Uh, and there's also uh, an immediate medical provision there through, as Andrew said, the MediStaff uh, staff. Can I just say at this point that anyone, business or individuals who wish to contribute or make donations, they would always be welcome. Uh, there is a facility for that on um, civicpay.co.uk and anyone who wants to volunteer, because volunteers are always welcome, um, obviously, uh, they can pop into number 40 during those opening times. I'll repeat the opening times are 9pm till 3am, currently Friday to Saturday, or there is a contact um, email address on the, on the website. Uh, so it's a good facility. It's been used since it opened in September 2022 on 24, current, uh, 200, sorry, 240 occurrences uh, to date. So that's quite a significant number of instances where members of the public have been provided with some sort of assistance to help them um, either medically or even just to get home. Uh, it, it's a really good and we get a lot of positive feedback about number 40. I'm not surprised, to be honest. It just sounds like such an amazing resource to have in your town centre um, and to help people 
really feel safe because it can be a really scary place on a on a night time if people are on a night out and maybe they've had a little bit too much to drink or yeah. they've been potentially spiked with something or they've just lost the kind of friends if they're not from Darlington they don't know the way around all of those kinds of issues that happen on a regular sort of basis just to have somewhere where they can actually go and I'm sure like um, Andrew mentioned before that door staff and other people in kind of restaurants and, and pubs will be able to signpost people to number 40 as well so that they'll be able to kind of access that resource and, and find some information and find some support from that. Yes, that's exactly the case and that's what it's there for and the profile of uh, number 40 has been raised uh, on a regular basis really. Uh, more and more people are becoming aware of it, more and more people are using the facility which is exactly the purpose of its uh, inception. Brilliant. Long may it continue. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's this one's aimed at, chaps, to be honest. So it might be one for Jim or it might be one for Andrew. So you've mentioned a few initiatives like the taxi marshals, the improved lighting, the dedicated police team. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I can cover that. Um, so as I said, we got 450,000 um, a couple of years back to look at uh, improving things in the town centre. Uh, taxi marshals is kind of exactly what it sounds um anybody who's ever had the experience of queuing up for a taxi particularly late at night where there's a few people worse for wear um you often get a bit of argy bargy a bit of pushing a bit of bad language being thrown about i was in the queue before you you know all that kind of stuff going on and if if a lot of people can be quite intimidated standing in a line um, for 20 minutes, half an hour, with all that going on around them. Particularly, again, the scheme was uh, set up primarily for violence against women and girls. It's quite an intimidating place to be. The taxi marshal is at the taxi rank. They keep the line in order. They go along and it's very soft touch. It's chatting to people. Calm down, mate. You know, we'll get you there soon, all this. And just trying to give information to people saying, look, the current wait is five minutes, 10 minutes or whatever. And just kind of corralling people and, and provides what we call guardianship. Somebody who is there, who is not part of the taxi rank. And um, guardianship comes from police officers, SIA, door staff, other public officials, if you like. But in this case, the taxi marshal is, is providing that guardianship where somebody feels threatened or whatever. They can turn to that person as, in, as like an independent person, if you like, and say, I'm feeling threatened. Uh, can you help me or whatever? So the, the actual person being there in the obligatory uh, fluorescent jacket, you know, um, provides that reassurance, but also does, as I say, provide the service of keeping things things in order and making sure that things run smoothly so that nothing to use the, the sort of terminology kicks off um, or anybody feels threatened or, or worried by it. The improved lighting, very simple. Um, the existing lighting around taxi ranks and areas where gather where people gather, they've basically in in you know simple terms they put a bigger bulb in. That's about the best way I can describe it. The 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 lighting already met all the standards. Don't get me wrong, there was no issues at all. But when surveys come in and say people are worried that the lighting isn't good enough. We responded, so we've we've put in bigger bulbs. We've we've made it brighter in those areas. Um, the dedicated police team, the way the police tend to work or, or do work, not tend to work, is they go off what the threat and risk is. A bit like people will be familiar how ambulances work. That if you ring in and say somebody's had a heart attack and they're not breathing, you will be prioritised over somebody who's broken a leg, for example, and is still conscious. Police work in a very similar way. In other words, if you ring in in the town centre and you say um, my battery's ran out 
and I can't ring me uh, me mum or me dad or I can't ring the taxi, you would not get a police attendance, certainly not straight away. Whereas if you rang up and said, I've been attacked uh, or there's a violent crime going on, they would obviously prioritise that. What the town centre team do is, because they are based in the nighttime economy on those nights, they respond within the town centre. So you're already going to get a quicker response there than if you were outside, uh, if that team was based outside and had to deal with the whole of Darlington. So it just speeds up the response. Because you've got a dedicated team, they know what they're going to get. They know they're going to get the typical nighttime problems. They're going to be dealing uh, with people who maybe had alcohol. Uh, they're going to build up that rapport and that relationship with door staff, SIA staff. So it just kind of, it smooths it, smooths the whole operation, but it also gives you that quicker response as well. Um, the other thing we're looking to do, uh, I don't know if Jim was going to touch it, but number 40 at the minute, people go to number 40 or get taken to number 40 by uh, police or other staff. What we're looking to do is to try and see if we can get to the level of volunteers where we can actually take that service around the town. So Jim mentioned uh, water for hydrate and flip-flops, getting your phone, your phone charged so you can ring for a taxi or whatever. That service will basically go into a rucksack onto somebody's back and they will walk around the, the typical routes around the town centre and instead of somebody having to get to number 40 or, or be taken to number 40, they'll hopefully see that service on the street and be able to get help like immediately, if you like. Doesn't mean they can't go to number 40, obviously, but it's just... For example, if somebody uh, was coming up from Catrick or coming in from Bishop Auckland and they, they hadn't heard about number 40, that person on the street with the rucksack might be able to say, hi, mate, I'm, I'm here to help you, help them out, and then maybe you'll either get them to number 40 or resolve the problem, get them home, whatever it is. So that that's a kind of outreach service is something we're hoping to do. But as Jim said, this is all volunteer-based and they're very unsociable hours, so it's building up that... that um, that body of volunteers to get to the stage where we can do that but still keep number 40 running because we don't want to sacrifice number 40 to have somebody on the street and again that sounds like such a fantastic next step for the for the whole program and project to be honest to have that outreach opportunity where like you said if people don't know about number 40 and you you have members of staff that are going around the town centre and recognise that somebody's maybe struggling a little bit or looking a little bit worse for wear or lost, that instant kind of help and support for them, it, it just makes such a difference. Um, you also mentioned, uh, and again, this could be for either yourself, Andrew or Jim, you also mentioned that Downton's got a, um, a town centre help point. Can you tell us what the yeah. help point is and where it's situated? Yeah, I'll take that one, uh, Martin. Um, there's currently one help point, and it's at the end of Skinnergate with the junction of Connorscliff Road, which is commonly known, I think, as the uh, sort of the Imperial uh, Quarter. It's outside number one um, Skinnergate or number one Connorscliff Road, right on that um, on that corner. It has been uh, up for about maybe two months, six weeks, something of that nature, and there was a launch uh, in the in the local. Um, newspapers. Uh, it has been used. It has got a direct link to uh, our 24-hour manned uh, CCTV at the town hall. So if anyone finds himself in distress or requiring assistance, um, like maybe late at night, early in the morning, they can use that help point and speak to someone directly at CCTV. They have uh, radio links with the police uh, and can sort of uh, come to people's assistance systems fairly rapidly 
uh, and the scheme is being looked at being rolled out into sort of the arterial routes out of the town uh, sometime in the future but the the initial help point uh, needs to be evaluated as to how often it's being used and and what for before that uh, that progresses but that's that's the uh, that, that's the thought process behind it that this, there'll be more help points in and around the town center to assist people where they they feel either vulnerable, say for instance if they feel as though they're being followed they can use the help point, speak to CCTV operatives maybe give descriptions of uh, individuals or what's occurred and that'll be evaluated and passed to the appropriate resource which probably will be the place on these occasions so it, it's a very good and uh, helpful tool in the protecting vulnerable individuals in the nighttime economy Again, another brilliant initiative for, for Darlington. And I think that's something that, again, if you find yourself um, struggling in that area and you know where there's a help point, you can you can go to them. You can speak yeah. to somebody and get that instant kind of somebody to speak to initially, but to be able to um, to get that help that you need. Um, yes. Much much appreciated um, the fact that you, you both joined us today. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to, to add in before we do finish, chaps? I think the only thing for me is, um, as you said, it's a multi-agency thing. We're here from the the council's point of view, but it is multi-agency, and we've we've you know we've involved some of the businesses and pubs that we've mentioned uh, in the purple flag and some of these other schemes. What we always ask for is, uh, and you'll you'll see it. Sometimes it comes to the newspaper, sometimes it's online, uh, or you see an ad, you know, a poster on somewhere saying, "Do you want to come along and tell us what you think the problems are?" So, for example, the police have the police and communities together meetings, the packed meetings. Um, councillors have surgeries where you go along, and myself and Jim are doing a couple of things in North Road, Northgate over the next sort of uh, four or five weeks. If you do get an opportunity where you're asked by whoever to contribute and say, "What do you think the problems are?" please 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 take it because you know myself and jim can sit here all day coming up with great ideas but the reality is we're not 18 we're not 19 and we don't really for a nighttime economy so we need those people whoever you are whether you're in the nighttime economy or you just want to talk about something that's going on in your estate we need you to tell us what you think the problem is and what you think the solutions are so that we can then look at that and go okay we've got some cash or we've got some resources we can put something there but if you if the public and the the you know the people out there don't tell us that leaves um, me and Jim to come up with the ideas and you know me and Jim aren't that bright really so we we need a bit of help to be honest speak for yourself Andrew <laughs> <laughs> much appreciated thanks very much I mean some great information on how Darlington is supporting communities and town centre safety so again many thanks to Andrew and Jim and um, we'll speak to you all again soon on the Darlington Extra podcast cheers all. You've been listening to the Darlington Extra podcast on our Darlington Extra podcast channel. For more great content, make sure you subscribe now.